Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A temporary two-year cap on new international student permits. It is the latest in a series of measures to improve program integrity and set international students up for the success in order to maintain a sustainable level of temporary residence in Canada as well. To ensure that there is no further growth in the number of international students in Canada for 2024, we are setting a national application intake cap for a period of two years. All right, so Immigration Minister Mark Miller announcing the other day that cap on international students, it was hitting about 900,000 people a year largely coming to major municipalities, obviously in Toronto, talking about a lot of the issues surrounding Toronto, greater Toronto, Hamilton area, in terms of just the volume of people joining us here. And this number, 900,000, going down to like 350,000, that'll be the cap. So can that help deal with the housing crisis? But it doesn't just play out in Toronto and Hamilton and Mississauga, in Ottawa. It's playing out in communities all across Canada, including some smaller communities, Thunder Bay, one such community. And smaller municipalities are in Toronto today, the ones all across Ontario, for the Roma Conference, Rural Ontario Municipal Association. The theme of the conference this year is closer to home, ensuring rural communities have access to services closer to home. And communities such as Thunder Bay talking about how they are actually facing uh, challenges with international students and providing them with adequate services as well. Uh, bringing one counselor to talk about the need to bring in regulations for short-term rentals. Pleased to welcome Thunder Bay Councillor Shelby Chung to the show today. Shelby, uh, good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, how are you enjoying the conference so far, Councillor? Uh, the conference is great. Uh, the weather is uh, a little testy. I'm supposed to be flying out today, so I will see if I can actually make my flight back home today. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with that for sure. I know we're keeping an eye on how the weather is. And I know one of the issues that you are now passionate about and speaking out about is lobbying the provincial government for support in the regulation of short-term rentals. Uh, tell us why. And first of all, give us a snapshot of what's going on uh, with students in Thunder Bay. Yeah. So Thunder Bay, for your listeners, uh, has a population on paper of about 110,000 or Probably about 150,000. Our next closest city is Winnipeg, eight hours drive, about a 16-hour drive from Toronto. So just to give you some geographical right. concept of where we are. Um, Thunder Bay has seen uh, an increase in short-term rentals. Uh, this was something that was anecdotally told to me uh, by a number of constituents who were having issues. And I, d- I didn't think much of it at first, because I assumed that short-term rentals were uniformly distributed throughout the community. However, upon closer reflection and looking at the numbers from uh, websites like Airbnb and Verbo, I began to take snapshots, especially during uh, the spring and summer months, um, when we saw a typical turnover of uh, rental units from students vacating. And what I saw was kind of alarming because uh, the downtown area in Thunder Bay, which typically houses Um, lower income rents, older spaces, much more affordable places to live. One third of the the, um, short-term rentals listed were in those areas. So as students moved out, 
um, landlords were converting those spaces to short-term rentals. And you would like to see a regulatory framework such that they are incentivized to keep these as long-term rentals? Absolutely. So one of the issues that we face as a municipality is that we can create any bylaw we want to. However, enforcement of that bylaw is extremely difficult. Um, often these listings are just pictures online. Even when you look at the map, you don't you, you just see a little uh, drop in the map, but you don't have an address. So you don't know exactly where these are, but you definitely have a geographical location of where these rental spaces are. So to capture that data, we would need these units to be registered, to be registered, uh, to be forced to be registered. Um, I've spoken with, uh, I won't say which company, but a very large company. Uh, They had no interest in dealing with municipalities directly. They said they're going to take their direction from the province. So these are companies that are not paying a municipal accommodation tax, which is um, the hotel's charge. Um, And we're really losing out, not only on money on the table, um, but for uh, longer-term rentals that people like our um, uh, international students need. Our guest is Thunder Bay Councillor Shelby Chung. Councillor, what do you think is motivating the decision by these owners to flip these units to being short-term rentals? I mean, presumably they wouldn't be doing it if there was no market for it, so, so they feel like the market forces are telling them to head in this direction. Uh, There are two uh, factors that I've found out so far. Uh, The first one being um, traditional landlords are um, very exhausted with the landlord-tenant board uh, situation. Um, There are a number of tenants that, um, you know, are are issues for these landlords and they see Airbnb as a way to recruit some of the costs, maybe from damages or Mm. lost income, um, et cetera. And I, I understand that. I'm a landlord myself. I fully understand and appreciate that issue. Uh, the second issue is that I'm getting um, a sense that there are numbered companies from even outside of Thunder Bay that are purchasing homes in typically lower income areas. So down by our waterfront, older homes, smaller, very cute, very touristy, trendy kind of places that are up and coming. Um, and local families are being outbid on houses in favor of numbered companies who purchase houses to convert them to short term rentals. So houses, um, typically in older neighborhoods, are now becoming essentially boutique hotels, not paying the residential taxes, not paying the mat tax, changing the neighborhoods. Um, and it's a real concern for for um, the neighborhoods. Um, so there is incentive because they make much more money to do that. Um, is that a long-term investment and a good strategy on part of the numbered company? I don't think so because the... Um, the, the government is now being pressured to uh, to curb some of this. I'm not against um, short-term rentals. I think they provide great opportunity for, you know, our short-term doctors that come in and out that want, you know, longer, more homier stays than um, a hotel would be. Um, but at some point, we have to understand the greater issue, and we really need the province to step up and uh, and monitor this. Okay, and that was going to be my question about who are the occupants of these facilities? Is it tourists? Is it people who are just in town for two days? You mentioned uh, doctors. How long is the sort of tour of visit that a doctor would be making? Uh, It depends on who they work for. Um, It could be from six weeks to maybe a month or two. Hmm. Um, I know Airbnb has rules. You can't stay, I think, longer than 30 days. But if it's a short-term rental, it doesn't necessarily have to be Airbnb short-term rentals. Um, the big thing for Thunder Bay is that we are um, a, a hub for the northern communities to uh, whether they're they're scoping out schools for their kids, 
um, attending medical appointments. Um, so the, those longer term stays might be um, used up by just people coming to do business in Thunder Bay. And counselor, is there a situation here where we have not enough sort of hotel investment, not enough units being constructed or are those empty in, in place of this? And are there just a general need for more rental units that, that there's, you know, the interest in building them, but it's not happening right now for whatever reasons? We are building hotels as fast as we can. I think we've mm. had two new hotels, um, which doesn't sound like a lot compared to Toronto. Uh, but sure. if you understand Thunder Bay and the economy, um, we are putting up hotels. We are, as the last I checked, we were at 83% occupancy, which is extremely high. Um, it's, it's quite difficult to get a hotel in Thunder Bay. Um, and the hotels are, are doing very well. So if you are um, looking to invest into hotels in Thunder Bay, um, <laughs> please give me a call. Uh, we have um, some opportunity there for sure. And, and just one last question. So if this tax is brought in for short-term rentals, uh, where would you like to see the revenue from that go to? Uh, well, the, the MAT tax, municipal accommodation tax, has um, it's uh, it's it already has um, a policy for how that's dealt with. Right. Um, half of it goes to our tourism um, unit, which is a third uh, third party group that manages for tourism products. The other half goes to the city for uh, leveraged funding for different projects. Um, the other piece is that if they are running a commercial place. So say if somebody buys a house, the uh, commercial, uh, the residential rates for property tax is um, a one ratio. So a hotel would pay three times the amount in the same assessed value than a house would. So if a hotel is worth $100,000 and a house is worth $100,000, um, each uh, the, ho- the house pays a dollar in taxes, the hotel would be paying $3 in taxes. So if that house is now being run as a hotel, they should be paying three times the amount of property tax. So they, they can't have it both ways. They can't say, um, you know, it's, it's a, is it a commercial space? Then it needs to be taxed appropriately. If it's not a commercial space, it needs to be residential long-term use. All right. You can't have it both ways. Some food for thought indeed. Thunder Bay Councillor Shelby Chung, thanks very much for joining us. And I wish you all the best with uh, the flight uh, working out with the weather situation. Thank you so much. I'm going to check on that right now. All right. Have a great day. Shirley yeah. Chung in town in Toronto for the Rural Ontario Municipal Association Conference. Do we need more regulation around short-term rentals? Is it a problem? Councillor Chung from Thunder Bay saying, yes, we need to tax these short-term rentals, Airbnbs, Verbos, like we would hotel units. Are you an owner of one of these units of an Airbnb in, in Toronto and Hamilton, around GTHA, do you think that this is not appropriate? You're probably not going to want a higher tax put on your product, although it's going to the consumer. So, you know, who knows? I guess just let the consumer pay for it. Is this a problem? I think that the surge in Airbnb units is a solution to a problem. People clearly feel like it's better for them to list their unit as an Airbnb, that that's where the market is sending them. I also know the hotel associations feel like this is unfair to them and it's not a level playing field. So from that perspective, I think they make a good argument. 